What's up? Welcome to the coaches meeting. That's the coach. What's going I'm on the guys? meeting. What's going on, everyone? Uh, we're going to be talking about what the Niners have learned. Because if there's one phrase that uh, is sort of a refrain on this show with the coach and I, it's journey of maturity. And yeah. say what you want about the 49ers. They have matured so much as a franchise. They've learned a lot and they've changed. So we're going to talk about that process. But first, right. I have a question for, you, for the coach and the people watching. Um, and I'm going to explain why I'm asking the question. Do you think Trey Lance requested to be traded? I mean, here's why I say. Okay. From his perspective, if he said he wanted a chance to compete, presumably for the starting job. They're giving him a chance to compete for the backup job. If he wants a chance to start this year, he might need to get traded before the draft and not after it. Because once the draft happens, teams that want quarterbacks draft quarterbacks. So from his perspective, if the Niners aren't going to give him what he asked for, a chance to compete, trade me now. What do you think? Uh, no, I don't think that. I mean, in 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 theory, it makes sense. Um, I just don't think that he's at the <laughs> he's at the mature maturation, for lack of a better term, phase of his career where he would be able to ask for a trade. Yet, I don't necessarily see. Um, I don't. To be honest with you, Grant, I don't know how shrewd or how Trey moves um, professionally um, when it comes to his career. He's been really quiet as far as us knowing um, <clears throat> what his true desires are, where he wants to be. Um, and I think he's smart for doing that at this stage. I mean, we've seen that younger quarterbacks who kind of seem to be steering their own career, so to speak, this early, always seem to be steering it in the wrong direction. I think him explicitly asking for a trade kind of puts him in a certain era of that. I mean, it kind of puts him in a certain category is that he's a, you can't ask for a trade and still want to compete for any type of job on the team, right? If you ask for a trade, that means that I want to be gone, right? Not the backup, uh, you know? So with the opportunity to start, it would just yeah. be premature to, there's only one bullet in that gun. You can't right. add, you can't take that back. But look at it this way. It wouldn't necessarily be br like Trey Lance storming into Kyle Shanahan's offense being like, God damn it, trade me. It would be like he's represented by CAA, which is very powerful. And his agents are Tom, Com Tom Condon and Jimmy Sexton. Those guys are very powerful. They have a lot of clients. It would just take one call from someone like that to John Lynch and say, hey, man, if you've decided that Trey Lance isn't going to get a chance to compete for the starting job, then why don't you do right by our client? Uh, and that's all you got to say, because the implication is if you don't, we're not going to do business with you anymore. And we have a lot of clients. I mean, things like that happen. Uh, that's why you have powerful agents. So yeah. um, that could be something here. Like, that's very quiet. And, and not like a demand, but like, hey, we heard what you said. And like, if all... Why don't you do right by us and, and yeah. give us a trade? Now, all right. now, Trey would love to go to these five teams. How about that? Okay. Yeah. Now, if, yeah. if we're talking about the if we're conversation, talking about the conversation, yeah, coming from Trey's side, yes, I would not. I would. I could see that because it's in their interest, right? It's like, in hey, their man, to get Trey yeah. out of there, and yes. it's in the 49ers' interest not to bury a kid that is so strongly represented around the league. So. Yes, you don't want to. You don't want to alienate your relationship with CAA and Tom yeah. Condon, Jimmy as, Sexton, and, and right. And I started it out with maybe I misinterpreted what you asked me because I, I don't think I asked in, it well. In logic, yes, it makes sense for that request to come. Self interest, but, yeah. But the context of it literally coming from Trey just seemed Can't to happen. be a bridge too far, right? Can't so, happen. Yeah. But yes. Yeah. Um, We've talked about this. I think we talked about this a couple of shows ago. Um, that yeah. we that if the Niners don't want Trey, the best thing to do for Trey is to move him because he hasn't done anything wrong, right? right. Trey is Trey's done what he's been asked of. You know, he's studied hard. He's he's gotten hurt numerous times, and to be honest, I think it's it's time for the Niners to realize that maybe we don't we necessarily didn't have the space for Trey to grow. Right. right. Um, right. And it, it for him and his team to want to get moved before the draft. I mean, if, if I'm in this camp, yeah, move me. Cause, but cause, but but from the Niners perspective, it would be absolutely crazy to move him. 
because right. we don't know what Brock is. We got Sam. It just we you don't you don't have the you don't. Have, I mean, this is weird, but the single point of failure of a football team is the quarterback. Right. Well, if the quarterback goes, that's the only position where essentially the season can be in can be in jeopardy. And we tout the fact that we have the cheapest and the most, you know, cap friendly room. But as soon as we start losing bodies in there, you know, there's only one person that can take snaps under under center and losing Trey, a viable option who actually knows the system. Um, just let's take away the what we spent to get him just for the team losing him. That's just another body that has to learn our system all over again. And then honestly, the only quarterback who would be the veteran or the SME, the subject matter expert, if you will, would be Brock. Who who yeah. are <laughs> come on, that'd be crazy. Yeah. Um again from Trey's perspective, it seems like it's absolutely in his interest to leave this team. I'm sure he feels he could be successful here. Sure, he feels he could do what Brock did, but he's not getting the opportunity. And they've made it pretty clear. Even Kyle said, like, it's going to be pretty tough for Trey to beat out Brock if he's healthy. So um, it seems like he needs to play this year. He can't afford to sit on the bench for another year. If he sits on the bench in 2023, I don't know that anyone in the league will look at him as a starting quarterback anymore. This is a critical year for Trey. This is it. Make or break year for his career. He needs to play. He needs to show something. Otherwise, he's going to be a career backup like Blaine Gabbert. So, well, I, you know. I'll say this. I'll say this. I don't necessarily buy into the 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 25-year the quarterback. Those guys are so rare. The 15-plus-year the, the quarterback. Really, what you're dealing with. The franchise quarterback, yeah. 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 Really, what you're yeah. dealing with with 80% of the league is, is musical chairs anyway. You're trying yeah. to find a guy or you got a guy that's young enough that you can think you could do it. And I yeah. feel like there's multiple pockets and situations in the league for a Trey Lance. I don't I don't necessarily think I think this thread, this narrative of it all working out. Yes, this year would be the year right where Trey would have to get on. But just to piggyback on what we were talking about, where. If, if if we're so sure, let's just do it Kyle's way. If, if we're so sure that Brock is our guy after eight games, then what can Trey do with eight games or a whole season? Right. Mm -hmm. we, we, we fell in love with him over eight games, right? Yeah. I'm willing to see Trey for a whole season. If Trey can beat out Sam Darnold and make it and make it to week one, I'm gonna be honest with you, that that Brock Purdy experience has an expiration date on it because we're looking at real carbon data, right? So Yeah. And it's possible what the Niners are doing right now is they like you know, they pretty much anointed him the starter last year. Um, they didn't make him compete. I think some right. people in the, in the, on the team resented it, and maybe they're just saying, you know what, we're going to make it hard for you this year, man. You got to you got to earn every single everything, every step of the way. And if you do, you'll earn the respect of your teammates. So, or maybe he's gone in three days. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, true. I mean, exactly. Yeah. We could be we could be going through yeah. all of this, and the trade could be done already. Right. Yeah. Because real quick, real quick, John talks on Monday. My question is, is he going to be talking about the trade rumors or the trade? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Or is he going to be or is he going to be pouring water on it all together? Could be. It could be very interesting because it yeah. seemed like the way the Niners made it seem was like, hey, this didn't come from us. And we haven't changed our, you know, we said at the owners' meetings that we would answer calls on anyone. That's that's all this is. We're just we answer calls on anyone. That's pretty much their stance right now. But I don't know if I believe that. I guess we'll have to see if something well, changes I mean, in the next few days. It, the, what kind of what's kind of crazy about that is is that the Niners always choose to when they really want to put out you know red meat for the crowd. They always use national media. They always use the big guys when they want right. to get out a message right they don't even try to hide it so nope. it's almost kind of like they're they're clumsy they 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 overcompensate for the lie that they want to push because also it's so the loud. nfl network the nfl network isn't breaking stories that teams don't want to be broken like it's not an investigative you know like this is what they do no like they work for the league they're, they're there to make yeah. all the teams look good so um this is i just assume if if ian rapaport broke the story it's because the niners wanted him to break the story not right. because There's he like you know, with got the one NFL over network. Him. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because the minute Ian Rappaport breaks a story the Niners don't want broken, he's out, and they get someone. You know, like they he has you're, to work you're with. Not, the teams. You're not welcome on 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 campus. Like you can't be no. around. 
You got to play ball. Corey Soto says the only way for this whole Lance situation to avoid being an utter failure is for him to play. Anything else is different degrees of failure. Um, I agree with that. Can I say this, Grant? I think what would be closure is a beautiful death. If, If he went out there and played 10 games, 12 games, and we just saw that it wasn't it, I feel like that'd be sobering. I feel like there there needs to be a little bit of real time on task attached to the myth of Trey Lance. We actually have to see it. And I feel like enough times people will say, all right, well, it just wasn't what we thought it would be. Because that's the game at the end. Right, for sure. I just think it's interesting that, like, he went third, Zach Wilson went second. Zach Wilson is on a team that has playoff aspirations. It's not messing. They don't. I mean, the, the, the quarter, the head coach is on the hot seat. He's got to win, and they're not trading him. Now they're looking to replace him. They want a different starter, but he's not. He's had twenty-two starts, and they're still like, you know what? It's not looking good. But at the same time, we can't give up on this because we spent the second pick in the draft on this. And the Niners over here, after four starts, being like, screw this guy. We've seen enough. Like, ah, hey, but mm. there's only there's only one thing that doesn't that doesn't map with that situation. Robert Sala does not have the type of leverage that Kyle Shanahan has. So he can't, while he's talking about Zach Wilson, he can't necessarily go as hard as Kyle does because he's a new coach with uh, on a hot seat, as you said, who he just doesn't have the social currency. So a lot of how players are treated, and, and let's specifically Trey, is because of the fact that I don't really think that there is any checks and balances on Kyle where he kind of feels like, I got to own this kid. I can't just say what I want about him. You know, I look at it more from Lynch's perspective. Look at it from the general manager's perspective. John Lynch versus Joe Douglas over in uh, the Jets. Joe Douglas is a, is a, is a career front office guy. Okay. John Lynch is an announcer who became a GM. So John Lynch can do unconventional stuff and say, I'm a Hall of Famer. I'm going with my gut. I'm going to trade a top three pick after four starts because I like Brock and I think I'm right. If he's wrong, I mean, it's a fireable offense. It's, it's, it, it, you, you never get a, that stink is attached to you forever. But he could always say, all right, okay, no one wants I'm me anymore. Go in the, in the fu- I'll go call games. Fine. Just like Matt Millen did. Uh, Joe Douglas can't do that. So Joe Douglas can't just give up on Zach Wilson after 22 starts. He, I mean, he's essentially giving up on him, but at the same time, he has to see that through. Where John doesn't. I mean, Adam Peters does. Uh, you know what I'm saying? But John doesn't. And I think that's kind of interesting right here. It might be why the Niners are so gung-ho about moving on. And are oh, they all gung-ho? Ig, yeah. Hold up, Ig. In some instances, is does Kyle not have a backdoor too? Every time we talk about his job security or whether he could get ousted out of a place, what's the first thing? Oh, that but comes there's up? there's there's ten teams that there's would want him exactly. So he college. so he can act irrationally too or unconventionally. Do whatever so, the hell I want. So yeah. do we really have? Do we have two guys that are trying their best to get an ego project to his, to resolution, or are they absolutely married to this because you know? They they burn the ships once they got to shore. Like are, are do are they really married to this? Like like a, yeah. like a, what we would say a traditional coaching a coaching yeah. staff in front office would be. Yeah, <laughs> Randy says if we were in Trey Lance's shoes, wouldn't we request a trade? I think we just said that like if we yeah. were his agent, we would want him out. We would yeah. want him out, and it'd yeah. probably be our job to have a very professional, polite conversation with John Lynch about that. Like, hey, man, yeah. we're not demanding anything, but if you're but shutting you're, the door on him competing, I mean, like, come on. For lack of a better term, you, you're fucking with my pedigree. Like, you're not yeah, treating like, me You like already, like, torpedoed yeah. his first two seasons of his career. Like, enough yeah. is enough. Enough yeah. is enough. Tyler says, Coach, do you think the Niners just like the attention with the quarterback position? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, I, don't, I don't think that they like the attention, but I do think that they think that they're that, – they're bigger than the position. I think that the Niners as a collective, as a team, I think that they look at the quarterback as another vestige of a team, team, right? But they don't look at it like, and it's kind of ironic, right? Because this is a team that that's had Joe Montana, Steve Young, Jeff Garcia. But but this is a different ownership group. 
this yes. is a different ownership group. Yeah. yeah. And they're much more of like a Chicago Bearsy type of like, hey, the, the, it's not about the quarterback. Like, yes, it fucking is. And that's yeah. what the 49ers proved to the whole world. And you guys should get on. Like, come on, Yorks. What the hell are you talking about? And also, it's, it's, it's also emblematic of, of, and I don't want to get like, I don't want to put my tinfoil hat on, but it is also emblematic of the economic turn turn down in the San Francisco area. Um, the, the 49ers are a beacon. They actually produce a lot of money. And when you are winning as many games as we win, good enough is, it may not be good in winning a Super Bowl, but good enough is great in the economy right for making yeah. money and getting jobs so go ahead also you said something else like they, the niners don't look at the quarterback as being that important but they know everyone else does. does and i think they all get a kick out of everyone clutching their pearls about the quarterback position constantly when their entire attitude there is doesn't matter i mean well, the, kyle's I, I, I got three guys i got three guys it's a good room doesn't matter who I it is this yeah. The quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers is Kyle Shanahan. Exactly. And I think that's the whole thing. Like they're not tripping about it. They have confidence in their team. They feel like it's a plug right. and play position and they 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 they're amused by everyone being like, "Who's the quarterback?" Like it doesn't matter in their in their eyes, but it yeah, does. They kind of move like they like like the joke is on us. Like they know exactly. something we don't know. Right. Like we're all we're all a bunch of idiots focused on the low-hanging fruit while they're building this such a great team that we can't comprehend. That they're, they're light years ahead of everyone else because they devalue the quarterback position. That is the future of the NFL. Might nah, be. I just, Maybe not. I, I just think that they just they, they keep getting bit at the position and they don't want to take the time to really sew it up holistically. Um, and they no, they keep, want quick fixes. They want quick fixes, yeah. Quick fixes, um, yep. And it ain't, it ain't going to happen that way. And, they, and, and what's really bad about it is that we have the offensive – brain power and the talent to uh to fool ourselves into thinking that we can actually get it done they've been fooling themselves for four or five years all right let's talk about what the niners have learned though okay what have the what have the 49ers learned from the trey lance experience assuming that it might be coming to an end pretty soon i mean unprecedented what did they learn do you think what should they have learned well what they should have learned is no matter what your team wants to do, you move at the pace of your quarterback. Uh, what they should have learned is you don't double down on a bad mistake. And if you pay the price tag for a certain asset, any asset, you, you're not better than the process. You have to play him. You have mm -hmm. to play him. Uh, I think one of the, that is one of the biggest things that I feel like completely turned this entire Trey Lance experience on its head is we didn't play him right away. We were more fixated on winning a Super Bowl and developing a would-be franchise quarterback at the same time, which is, I don't know if that's ever been done. Somebody go into the Google sphere and correct me, but that's very hard to do. Uh, and on top of it, we still net net really didn't move anywhere. We picked up Trey in 2021 or 2020 and we came in lost, had a bad year, got hurt, went to the NFC championship game twice and lost. So for all intents and purposes, the best success that we've had since we got Trey was before Trey, when we went to the Super Bowl. outside of that, we've done patently equal across the board. Um, one thing uh, that really hurts us with the Trey Lance experience that I feel like that we did not, that we should have learned is that uh, the culture of your locker room should not dictate who gets on the field. Um, that's got to come from the top down. I understand having a contingency of players that are trusted. I understand having a leadership council, but if, what the players are feeling in the locker room is altering what you see as being the best direction for the team. If that's if that's altering the the ultimate decision making process, that's no way to win. That's no way to move forward. And quite quite honestly, it's that's not even like something. That's not even like an acceptable risk. 
something that you can take on and just wait for it later. That's something that has to be fixed right away because it's going to keep showing itself up repeatedly. So yeah. those are some yeah. of the things that I feel like we should have learned from the Trey Lance experience is that um, ultimately, if I wanted to put a bow on it, I would just say that we're just not bigger than the process. We're no better than anybody else. And there's just certain things that we did as a franchise that had everybody scratching their heads and we're kind of in the same position because of it. Yeah, I think they, they should have learned a lot of lessons from this one. One is that they're a bad fit for an inexperienced quarterback. Just a terrible fit. I mean, I think when they drafted Trey Lance, everyone's like, hey, well, this guy's a project, but he went to the best possible situation because the team's so good. It's a double-edged sword with that. I mean, the team is has expectations, and they have no patience for a quarterback who doesn't have the basics down, who you know needs to learn, who needs some teaching. They have no patience for that. So They I don't mean, have the stomach was, for it. I agree. He was screwed before. It was the worst situation for Trey Lance. He'd be better off going to the Bears. So that's one. And then two, the Niners cannot fix their own mechanics. I mean, the, the, it was known with Trey Lance, like he's a good athlete, inexperienced. Storm mechanics are messed up. So you, someone's going to have to fix that. And sitting him a year, I thought the whole idea was instead of playing him with the messed up mechanics, sit him a year, let him ingrain these mechanics with reps. And then when he comes on the field in his second year, he'll be throwing the way he needs to throw. That never happened. No. That never happened. And then they tried to throw out their hands like, well, it's not really what we do here. We work on footwork. Okay. So then you shouldn't have drafted but, him. Two reasons why you shouldn't have drafted him. That's such bullshit too, Grant. And I'm sorry for corning in right now. But th the truth is, is that they don't have the bandwidth to do it. You don't then you have, have enough. Him. You sh Come yeah. on, man. And that, yep. like, yeah. there's only, this is the thing that I feel like there's 24 hours in a day. All right. There's only but so much effort and attention mm -hmm. that you can put on to certain objectives. And mm -hmm. the facts of the matter are, is that they didn't scope this the right way. They didn't mm -hmm. look at the true effort that it would that it was going to take for them to get there and the time, not yeah. even the effort, but the time that it was going to take. Yeah. And yeah. they overshot it and they, they didn't look at it correctly. And once they got them, they tried to put a square peg in a round hole and they buried the kid. But the truth of the matter is, is that who am I going to put more responsibility on? The 20 year old, 19 year old kid that barely played that had or all of the experts in ex hall of famers who bidded on him and said, yeah, let's bring him in the building. I mean, yeah. who are we going to put the responsibility on? Okay. I, I have a, a metaphor for you. Um, it's like the Niners bought a really expensive plot of land. Very ambitious. They're like, you know what? We're going to build our house. We're going to buy this plot. We're going to build our house from, from the ground up. And they, they put down the foundation. They worked on it for like a month and gave up. They're like, this sucks. We're terrible at building houses. This and it's not work. fun. It's way yeah. too hard. And so they buy a trailer and put it on the plot of land and live in the trailer and be like, this is cheap. This is great. Oh, we're saving money on electricity. This is this is way better. Who needs two stories for a house? I think this trailer is just perfect. It's like, uh-huh. Really? Yeah. Is that that was the first plan, huh? To live that, in a trailer? That's what you went with. That's what you're that's going what you with. went with. That's what you're going with. And I feel like, yeah, that's kind of what they're learning. Like, we don't need a big house. We're we're perfectly fine with a trailer. Like, uh-huh. I don't know about that. But well, enjoy that. You know, I came up with a an analogy, a metaphor about how I felt about us uh, the other day. Um, I feel <laughs> like we're kind of like Ocean's Eleven, man. Like, yeah. we're just a whole... How to get a quarterback? Of, a whole bunch of names. Yeah. All put together. And yeah. for some reason, all of our weird plans end up working in our favor. <laughs> and we do it with Not a like smile. they expected, though. Yeah. And we do it yeah. with a smile and a tuxedo. Like we're supposed, like it was supposed to happen. The only True. thing is, is that we don't get bailed out, and and we don't get to lift buildings and do all of this wild shit that nobody thinks of that is not realistic. Like we we're this banded cast of people that are just looking, are just floating on what we think everybody wants to see from us, and everybody else is getting to work. And and what's sad about that is that that could be the farthest thing from the truth as far as what our team actually is and what they built as an identity. But the only reason why this stuff is creeping in is because of the business that we're conducting at the most important position on the team.
which is quarterback. You know, it's yeah. like if you can't handle the think about it, the the operative there there are no there really aren't any bad teams with, with their quarterback situation handled. That's true. I mean, they might be stuck in playoff purgatory, but they're not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Plumbing God 42 says, uh, John and Kyle, I wonder why the same teams are dominating the regular and postseason. It's because the quarterback outscores and outplays the rest of the team on all sides of the ball. Hmm. That's why he's the plumbing god. <laughs> Russ Button says, Niners need more than one quarterback because have shown they can't get through a season with just one. Trading Lance doesn't make sense. But it's on brand because the Niners do lack a little self-awareness. And they think injuries are uh, flukes. Bad luck. And they think they think that they're still in a Super Bowl chase without having the quarterback situation handled. Which is amazing. The only team that could convince themselves of that. Yeah. Merkin Avalo says, Do you think the Niners making it seem like they want to quarterback this draft so the player they really want falls to them, assuming they trade Ayuk to move up? I mean, absolutely. Teams do that all the time. It's possible. It's possible. I guess we'll find yeah. out in a week. Corey Soto says, I'd take that analogy and say they built a great team, but built backwards should have drafted a top prospect while you were constructing they had that chance yeah they did i mean it's like it's almost like they passed on mahomes blew it Deshaun. tried to fix the mistake by trading up for a guy who kind of looks like mahomes and then blew it again honestly yeah like the hair you know what i'm saying like just, someone, someone pointed out like because they're, they're in a picture together like someone pointed out that mahomes like lance looks like an actor playing Mahomes in a bad movie about Andy Reid. Yeah, he looks like Mahomes' stunt double. Yo, yeah. Trey, Lance is, Trey Lance is Patrick Mahomes' 2 be stunt double. Exactly. You, you missed on Mahomes, and you tried to fix it by trading up for someone who looks like Mahomes. Like, that's so bad. Yeah, that's what I, you did. I, don't, I just think that, you know, they don't want what, to what, – what worries me is they don't want to look bad. You know, when you when you're developing a QB as raw as Trey, there's gonna be has to, it's almost kind of like being the parent of a toddler in like a really nice store. You know, you're gonna have to be doing a lot of apologizing. Like the baby's yeah, grabbing I'm so everything. So I'm sorry. so sorry. Oh my god, yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. You know, oh, he's, yeah. he's the terrible threes. The ter like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? And I just don't. And with that, that there's like there's a humbleness and a self-deprecation that you have to take when you really want somebody to develop because they're just going to do things that by way of their actions, you're going to have secondhand embarrassment. And I just don't see us being able to ingest that as a team where if Trey has a bad game, can George get up there and make, or Kyle get up there and not make comments about the quarterback, even though we know that we're trying to develop a young guy, right? I really don't think that we have the stomach for it. I, I, I really think that, the time that he truly deserves where you need a guy like Robert Sala or Mike McDaniel, who's going to come up there and speak life into the quarterback, even though truthfully, he may look like ass that day. I don't get that from Kyle. And I don't get that from this locker room. I'm not fooled anymore by this bro, this brotherhood. This is a mm -hmm. frat. It's mm -hmm. contentious. There's yeah. levels and it's tier, yeah. and it's clicked up. All right, yeah. it's not this and and there are no quarterbacks in the upper tier. They're always yes, treated like pledges. There are no quarterbacks in the Cabo Club. They're treated like pledges. Hey man, yeah. clean up my hey, take this clean this up. Yeah. And the ones who like it's always like a competition like who can suck up to the although to Brock's credit, he did tell him to shut up, but still you're not yeah. you're not a brother yet. Yeah. You're not. And that's that's the way this locker room's ran. It's not it's not like as it. rolled out as they make it to be. No. Tyler says it's like buying a, a brand new car and never leaving the dealership. Yeah, it's true. It's pretty much smack. Jones says Grant asked them, do they think they owe us fans an explanation of how they went from drawing up plays after the combine to him? Not worth our time. I think that's a good point. I mean, you sold the fans on Trey Lance. You said there was a plan. You said be patient. They were patient. And then after four starts without any arrest or, you know, something terrible happening on the field, you, you say, hey, um, they're, what they're going to say is it's just that Brock is so special. It's like. Nah, that's I mean that's the bombast though. Like yeah. I, I I feel like that comment is basically saying, ask him, can you please tell us about us noticing a lie versus now hearing the truth? Like, you know, like and that's another thing. Like, they can get as many years as they want to stay here, but you can only be on message but for so long before people start remembering. 
the, yeah. the rhetoric, right? Yeah. Before it starts coming back. Yeah. Plumbing Up 42 says the NFL totem uh, from top to bottom is front office head coach QB and then the rest of the team. Kyle and John puts the Cabo click first above all. Yeah, it's like the it's like the um, leadership council on the team, mm -hmm. but it's blurred because he's friends with them. You know, he wants to be their friend. So it's like, uh, yeah, it feels like a a teacher playing favorites in his class. Yeah. You know, it's like the a teacher's commission. pets, that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's, it's a, commission. a commission. Everybody's a yeah. boss. Yeah. Yeah, I feel it. Okay, um, so we talked about what the Niners should have learned from the Trey Lance experience. Uh, before they can move forward, they also need to learn something from the previous one. Did the, What should the Niners have learned from the Jimmy Garoppolo experience so that they don't repeat it? Uh, I think that the it's hard it's hard to look at the Jimmy Garoppolo experience and completely just say it was bad, right? Because for all intents and purposes, if, if the Jimmy Garoppolo experience was as bad as it was, then Jimmy would have tanked on Trey as soon as he got in the building. I got to go high on Jimmy first. Jimmy was a great pro to Trey. He was mm -hmm. a great pro to the locker to the locker room. He could have really kicked up dust, which we've seen. Most quarterbacks are not just going to stand idly by and let their backup get drafted in front of them. Um, so one of the things is is that they can. One of the things they can learn from the Jimmy experience is making sure that you get a true got man of the man in the position because Jimmy did. He was a good quarterback for this team. Um, another thing that they can learn from the position is learning how to protect your quarterbacks more. Um, a part of the offense has to be not schemed up so tilted towards advancing the ball that we forget how to protect. And that's something that I learned at a very early age um, um, in football is that it's not sound if you can't block it. I don't right. care what you – if yeah. you can't block it, then it can't be ran. It doesn't work. Um, it doesn't work. It doesn't yeah. work. Right. And It only works on a, on a, on a, on a blackboard. Or whiteboard, exactly. you want to call it. Right. Yeah. And you, you could draw it up, but conceptually yeah. it may work. But on the field, if you okay. if a guy starts getting enough if if a guy starts getting enough keys to know that he's not getting touched on things, Manusha can throw everything off. Um mm -hmm. and we we didn't protect Jimmy. Um we didn't protect Jimmy a lot. Um I feel like there was a lot of times where uh the, the offense that we built for Jimmy was more predicated on kind of pigeonholing where he could throw the ball, but uh, we never really put Jimmy on the move a lot. Uh, we didn't really, we didn't really give Jimmy anything where, yeah, it's just for me. Can you, I want you to answer this question for me, Grant. How can we talk about Jimmy overthrowing and not being able to, hit deep passes down the field. But then at the same time, we could talk about Jimmy's arm strength about where the ball can go in the field. He, I, I feel like you can pick your spots. Um, Jimmy, Brock Purdy's arm, in my eyes, was a tick weaker than Jimmy Garoppolo's arm, um, to be honest with you. And a lot of the – I'm being don't look at me like that. A lot of the throws that in a lot of the offense that I saw that was being opened up for Brock – it's some of the things and stuff that could I see I could have seen being dialed up for Jimmy. Um, so uh, it's hard right now. My stomach is on fire because it's hard for me to just go so positive on everything that Jimmy gave us and the things that we can that we've learned from him being here. Um, but I just think that the one of the biggest things that um, was huge is that we paid Jimmy early. One of the reasons why we were even in this position where we wanted to move him or he was able to be stomached for us to build the team that we did around him is that when he did show us the viability, what those six games that he played um, in a row, we paid him. And he could have been a huge problem for us fiscally down the road had we not done that. Okay, so you're focused on how the Niners sort of didn't, put Jimmy in his best situation and could have done better by Jimmy. That's that's an interesting way to look at it. They probably should have learned from it. I'm looking at it from the perspective that it, it didn't work out. He didn't win the Super Bowl. He, he's gone. And they, they, they felt he wasn't right for them. So how do you not make this mistake again? What they should have learned is uh, you need a guy who can move. Jimmy can't move. So you need a guy who can move. That's one thing they learned. 
You need a guy who can push the ball down the field effectively. I don't care what his arm strength is. He's not a good downfield thrower. That's two things. What you said, uh, don't spend big money on a freaking mediocre quarterback. I think they've got the picture on that. And then the last one is don't. they should have learned to not fall for a quarterback so fast. You brought that up. And I don't know if they learned that one. Because I feel like at least someone in the organization is doing it again with Brock. And, you know, I know there's, he can move better than Jimmy. And he might be able to push the ball down the field a little bit more accurately than Jimmy. But I feel like he's essentially a cheaper Jimmy. And um, they're, mo- they're moving a little too fast with this. They're acting like he's proven something when it, it's just been eight games. And I'm a little afraid that they're, they haven't learned from the Jimmy Garoppolo experience and that ah. they're doomed to repeat it. And that when they finally go all in with Brock Purdy and realize that, you know what, like Jimmy, he's not quite gifted enough. In two years, they're going to trade up in round one again for another quarterback. And then just re- re- repeat that pattern. That's what I think. All right. Well, I'm subject to change my opinion with new information. Uh, I'm not changing my full opinion. But from hearing what you have to say, um, one thing that I will say about I, – I, I'll say that I said that Jimmy – I felt like Jimmy had a stronger arm than Brock. But if, if I am – the 49ers, the difference between hopping on Jimmy right away and hopping on Brock right away is that Brock is a rookie and Jimmy was already in the league for multiple years and sat behind the Tom Brady and showed the promise that he did right away. And also Brock processes way. It's not even close. Brock processes on the field, the actual offense that we want way better than Jimmy ever did. And that's the biggest thing that I saw why if I was to kind of, in in your words, make the same mistake again, fall in love with a quarterback too soon. Those are the things that if I was to do it versus Brock and you got to think about it with, with Trey, it's been, it's been said out how good of a processor and fast um, thinker Trey is. But um, what, if, if I had to say anything that didn't look like a rookie with Brock is how fast he processes that offense. It's it's kind of it's special. Sure, absolutely. And I think what he established is that he's better than Jimmy Garoppolo. But I think what the Niners should have learned from the Jimmy Garoppolo experience is that the Jimmy Garoppolo bar is pretty low. And that Kyle Shanahan, although he couldn't win with C.J. Beathard and Brian Hoyer early on, he can win with a lot of quarterbacks, especially when his team is healthy. And you don't spend for these guys. Um, you don't get tied down to a mediocre quarterback. Keep your options open. And maybe that's what Kyle's trying to do. Maybe that's what Darnold's here. Maybe that's why Trey Lance is still here. I think Kyle might be trying to keep his options open. Don't settle for the first quarterback who makes you feel fuzzy inside. You know what I'm saying? So let me ask you don't this, man. I really, like, I really like the fact that you brought that up. The Jimmy, the Jimmy Barr was way too low. So uh, if you think about it, if Brock comes in and has the type of season that he did, right, would that be not would that not be an eye opener? Where like if we're coaches, we're nudging each other like, now, wait a minute. If Brock can come in here and do this over Jimmy, what the hell have we been waiting on Trey to do all this time? Right. Right. True. And True. It, it could kind of almost kind of like reset everything where it's like, yeah. all right, well, yeah. Maybe it is us. If Trey can't even reach the Jimmy level, then what does that say about Trey? And that right. maybe that explains their evaluation. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. you can't go back and say, well, shoot, if we can go find a guy like Brock to give us this, what we've been begging out of Jimmy, and we completely overshot and overreached to go get Trey, who's to say that we can't double down and find something 10 times better trying to go get under, but is, uh, uh, isn't that what they're doing right now? Like, isn't that what Sam Darn is? Isn't that what Kyle would probably say? Like, look, I like Brock. Nothing against Brock, but I also like Sam Darnold, and I'm heavily yeah. involved in, in Brock's success. So watch what I do with Sam. Yeah. And here's I, the thing, I real quick. Like- Kyle was tied to Jimmy because he didn't have a winning record without Jimmy. His record was awful without Jimmy. But as soon as he won with Brock, then they could get rid of Jimmy because he could prove that he could win with other quarterbacks. But I feel like the double, like the 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 other edge of that is now he's tied to Brock. And he's like, wait, wait, wait. What I'm trying to prove is that I can win with it's, lots it's of quarterbacks. Me. It's me. I'm trying to prove that it's not Brock. It's not Jimmy. It's me. And I'm the common denominator. I, exactly. So we'll see if 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 he sticks to that. Joseph says I came in as the 420th viewer on 420. Hey, holler. 
Nice. Oh, it's being celebrated today, baby. Nice. Shetty Murphy Say. says, how many more? <laughs> Put it in the air. Shetty in Murphy says, air. how many? Kiss the sky, baby. Shreddy Murphy says, how many more Kyle Shanahan years, if no Super Bowl? Counting the days. 15, 30. Yeah, this is this is this is this has got the potential to be on like Marvin Lewis type tenure. Like he could be here for a very long time because there's not there's always gonna be somebody that's gonna love the stories. There's gonna be somebody that's gonna prop him up. And especially if we're lovable losers, if we have famous losses, it's gonna be enough to keep Kyle around. Yeah, Tony says, maybe give Trey the same playbook as Brock Purdy and see what happens. Love the show, GC. Shout out to Coach's Barber. Dude, my barber ghosted me. I went, he, I just would always walk in. I went last week and the guy was like, he's gone. No, he's gone. He doesn't work here anymore. I'm like, what? So yeah, I got to find mean, him or find a new barber. I got, a, I, got like a secret, I got a secret code, though. I cut my own hair. So oh. I... Yeah, so I, I have no excuse not to have my geometry tight when I come over here. I'm always, I'm all, I cut, I cut my own hair. Got me through school, got me through military school. So, yeah. All right, we were just talking about this, but I want to talk about it a little bit more. Do you think Kyle Shanahan is sold on Brock Purdy? The way I read it is, John is sold. He's pretty much said so. But at the same time, he was the guy who was sold on Jimmy Garoppolo. He seems like the kind of guy who wants, doesn't want quarterback drama. He wants a quarterback. And he saw enough from Jimmy in five games. He saw enough from Brock in eight games. He wants to commit. He is a, uh, you know, he's, he wants to be married. And Kyle is like, no, nah, I'm a bachelor. Uh, I don't want, I, the way I look at it, I don't know that he's necessarily sold on Purdy, which is why I think there's some disconnect with this organization. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, for a coach, if I'm Kyle, why would I be sold on Brock? I mean, Brock wasn't somebody that I necessarily was looking at coming in. Um, he's Thought he was Dick like, yeah, he's almost like a donut, uh, a donut to the car that I drive, you know? Right. And the one thing about donuts is we all know they got 40 miles on them. So, you know, you can only, yeah, you can't go more so than 45 long. miles an hour. You got to stay in the right lane. Got to yeah. stay in the right lane with a donut. Um, and the way football works is that I feel like a lot of fans don't, don't recognize is that there's two sides to this. There, there's what we think. And then there's what the contemporaries see Brock Purdy not being tied to Kyle Shanahan does so much more for his cachet as a coach mm -hmm. than it does for him being a head coach of the 49ers, right? Because that means that owners are looking at Kyle like, man, he could just get it done with anybody. You know, he can he can make things happen. Which is what he's been trying to prove forever, right? Yeah. You know, yes. so, I, and also, if you think about it, who's, John Lynch is done it with, playing the nfl and really the executive side of what he's done in the nfl he's he's done enough really john in some instances i would say that john wants this super bowl more than kyle does so he could just get out of this right yeah kyle is yeah. the lifer i agree right i think so, kyle is like dude i think john's like man let's let's settle on brock let's have a quarterback let's end this freaking drama let's and kyle's it. like i'm good this, yeah because this is what i do right yeah I'm yeah. in my suit. You you get to watch the games. I'm in them. So yeah. with John, I think that it is more apt for John to say, look, we got our guy. Let's win this damn thing so I can go back to the booth and make $15 million a year. Like, yeah. I want this to I'll be, be over. I'll make more money in the booth. I'll make more yeah. money in the booth. Yeah, I want this to be over. You know what right. I'm saying? And yes. you just want to keep playing around with this and win yes. games. I've won Super Bowls. I've won games. This doesn't move me. Yes. I want a Super Bowl. Yeah. So I completely um, agree with this. This is uh, dead on. Dead on. Yeah. I just think I that, think I think John would like to be done. Yeah, I think that he's ready to be done. Even with yeah. um even with the back and forth of how John was bullish on was bullish on um Brock before Brock even had the surgery. He's our guy. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh we're we're cool with Trey being on the team for now. Like Yeah. You know, that that, yeah. that to me says that I have the conch right now. It's my turn to speak, and yeah. I'm going to move this thing forward. And that will also be something to pay attention to on Monday, how yes. final, how matter-of-factly he is about Trey being the backup. Like, and is Kyle Shanahan there? Kyle's not is Kyle there. Shan he's sleep at the wheel. Yeah, he's asleep at the wheel, which yeah. is why John Lynch is, is doing what he's doing. Because John yeah. Lynch, say what you want, very shrewd, man. Very he, oh. shrewd. And I, it must be tough to go head-to-head -to -head with him. Even if you uh, look, think you're his boss. If you think that 
John is going to be the face of this franchise. Like John Lynch was making his bones in the NFL when Kyle Shanahan was popping his zits. That man has been playing. He's got he's got Super Bowl cachet. He is known and has real social currency around the league. You don't pull off the mid and it's trades. It's 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 very valuable to the 49ers. Like remember when Trent Balky was here, anytime they did anything, everyone said the Niners were stupid and incompetent. But anytime John Lynch does anything, everyone's like, that's a good move. Because yeah, John Lynch has respect. You do business with who you like. That's just the facts. You know, yeah. um, there are just certain deals that that teams will never get because the guy that's on the other end of the phone is not goaded. He's not he's not vested. And Having that with John Lynch, um, he's a lot more. He, 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 don't let the smiles fool you. John is very powerful, extremely he's very powerful. Yeah, and again, I think he provides a function for that organization that Kyle can't provide. He is the guy who gives them credibility in the eyes of the media. Kyle does some weird stuff and doesn't always explain it. John is the Hall of Famer who's very clean smooths cut it and, and smooths it over and explains it. And everyone's like, well, that makes sense. John said it. That makes sense. And Balky couldn't do that. Kyle can't do that. Jed can't do that. And the fact that he's the only person in that organization who can do that, he knows he's got leverage there. Mm -hmm. So he's using it, I would think. He's Good for John. I, I like John. I like John yeah. very much. And I think he yeah. brings tremendous value to that organization. Definitely. I mean, because yeah. one of the reasons why you really like him is because when you truly understand the power that he has you gain even more respect for how he wields it. You know, yeah. he's a very good steward of being the type of NFL man that he is. He's an NFL man. There's a whole yeah. there's a whole different level. And um, people are so, like, you know, oh, he's not the real GM. Adam Pierce picks the players. He's just a face guy. Like, nah, he's like Carmen Policy. And Carmen Policy was extremely important. Like, you are the face and voice of the organization, and you are the difference between people taking it seriously and not. Making John Lynch it, is the reason. Yeah. John Lynch is the difference between people picking up the phone or not. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, let's get off the quarterback thing. Mm -hmm. I brought this up a few weeks ago when the Niners drafted Nick Sakel. It was they didn't even know how to pronounce his name, and they didn't really <laughs> explain what the plan was. Like John, it's like John Lynch didn't know who he was, and they said something about well, we might try him at at center. He played left tackle in college. I never saw him play center. I saw him play a little guard. He's six foot six. Um, looking at all the right tackles the Niners have had, they're about his size. I'm thinking, is he? A, are they not talking about it? But is he someone that's going to get a, some looks at right tackle? You think he's someone that could take the spot? I don't think that he's somebody who could take the spot. But I do feel like if he's going to find his way on the field this year, that would be his quickest route to the field. Um, and now that I'm not here to call him a tackle, I don't know. Um, yeah. What I do know about him physically is that he does fit the mold. He does fit the frame of a big tackle that mm -hmm. does carry a lot of surface area for our outside zone and the reach blocks that we ask for that right side tackle to do. Um, however, I really haven't seen enough of him um, in space to see if he actually has the feet or the athleticism to do it. So mm -hmm. th there's mm -hmm. that, right? I, I did. He's got the testing numbers in the frame, but that doesn't mean that he can do it. Exactly. He played it for them. Right. In theory, yeah, he would. Be, you could stick him over there, but that's a whole different ball game. Yeah, that um, might be a five-year project, like Jake Brendel. He might be. He might get there when he's thirty years old, right? Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. and and what I have, what they do feel confident with him doing is playing on the inside. So I saw him play some center um, near the end of some games this season, mm. and he seemed to be serviceable. Uh, I could see why um, he's young. He's very young. He's eager. He's strong. But I don't I don't see him at right tackle. I don't see him at right tackle because I just I I think that when you have athleticism, that type of athleticism, you wouldn't put it at center. You would at least try to put it at guard first to see if he could pull and get out and run. So the, the fact that they're starting him at center almost kind of makes me feel like because of his size, and he may be flexible because he may have good low center gravity to put him at center, right? And mm -hmm. being able to have that inside um, and chase down angles, that may be a reason why they put him on the inside. But ultimately, you don't – it's very hard to hear about a guy going from, that out, from the inside to the outside. Yeah. It's yeah, you, usually yeah, yeah. the other you way put him around. In, yeah. 
If, yeah. you, if you're if you're looking at him inside, you're, you're thinking he might not be able to hang outside. So yeah, let's help him out. So, yeah, right. So yeah. for me to see him to go outside, um, it would be a welcomed addition, but I don't but, see. It. Okay, I don't see. Okay, it. I don't see. It. Yeah, fair enough. Well, they're gonna have to find a right tackle because I am still skeptical about this Colton McKivitz plan. But I was skeptical yeah. about Jake Brendel too. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, but we're Manny gonna, said, I feel like "Go we're ahead, handle that in the draft." I probably Manny says. Uh, I don't get the Purdy Garoppolo comparison. Purdy is elite, extending and creating plays. Garoppolo is a statue that only checks down. That's true. I think Purdy checks down a lot too. A yes. Lot. Yeah. A lot. And yeah. Purdy, and and to 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 take it a step further, there's a lot of times where Purdy has done tons of scrambling and still checked yeah. down. Yes. Yes. I mean his 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 legs are extremely quick, exciting to watch, but at the end of the play, it's a pretty pedestrian throw usually. Yeah, he's still check- like. All like yeah. th- that's something that would that I noticed that I kind of charted down in the future. All of the scrambling is good, but it, it, if we're watching these scrambles just to get him to evade, that right. that should say something. You right. know what I'm saying? Like right. it's almost kind of like you're not scrambling as a threat. You're scrambling right. just so we don't have worst case scenario, right? Right. And it's like how many times can you hold your breath and watch that without the inevitable happening? Yeah, and I think from Kyle's perspective, like if a quarterback who's a little bit better than Jimmy can take the offense to a level where we're scoring 30, 35 points a game, well, what if we have a quarterback who's a little bit better than Brock? Exactly. It's not, you know what I'm saying? Like, relax. Stop looking with beer goggles because it's 2 a.m. and you've been on a, a, a losing streak. Like, there are better quarterbacks than Brock. Let's be patient and confident and not get rid of Brock. Obviously, Brock is, we got him for three more years at like for free. But bring in Sam Darnold too. Bring in Dorian Robert, Dorian Thompson Robinson too. Like until we actually give someone a hundred, two hundred million dollars guaranteed, let's keep bringing guys in. Let's see what happens. Yeah, I really think yeah. they feel that way because the I feel like the pressure of having a guy like Trey in there, there's way too much scrutiny on him, right? Yeah. So it's like yeah. we don't need this hot spotlight. Let's just True. bring in the guys and then slow down the scrutiny. TBD. Yeah, no, no one cares about Sam Darnold. No one cares about a third round pick you draft this year. Like guys who don't have the whole weight of the NFL world watching and analyzing and critiquing. And that's what Trey needs too, man. He needs to get the hell out of a big market and go somewhere where people leave him alone mm-hmm. because he's a work in progress. And the Niners are just drama. Like go to t- Tampa, yeah. go to Tennessee. And I don't think the Niners want it. I, yeah. I honestly think that, and I said this before, I think that they don't want a competition. They don't, and not for the simple fact that they don't want to see what Trey can do, but I think that they are over the attention. They don't want another yeah. competition. It's a circus, and then it's out of your control. And then people get less. Reps, for life, Niner, is a, a Niner for life. Thank you for being a new member and a Niner for life. It's lunchtime for me. What you got going on the rest of the day? It's 420 for me. You know what I got hey. going on the rest of the day. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yes. Well, it's yes. nice. Well, enjoy that. It's not 420 you, for you. It's freaking 310 for you. So you got hey. an hour. You got an hour more to be productive. Go. <laughs> Do your best work. I like the way you did that. <laughs> All right, everyone. I hope you guys are... Uh, celebrating today and partaking because it's your civic duty as an american it's responsibly of course uh enjoy your weekend i'll be back doing stuff but uh, i'm gonna go work very hard the rest of the day take care all right guys all right